0: the topic of sex is probably the most taboo topic in the american culture it's something that we all know happens from day to day it happens almost every day it happens throughout your life it's something that is going to be ever present in the world however talking about it or discussing it or even saying something about it in public can always be an uncomfortable conversation for most people but when you think about sex toys it's something about that industry that just draws you to it it's a multi-billion dollar industry and today we're talking to the vice president of sales and marketing Scott Watkins Scott is the uncle that you don't want to open up your Christmas present around because you're not really sure what's going to be in it to date doc Johnson has put out over 2,500 products they have a 250 thousand square foot compound in Los Angeles has more than 500 workers that sculpt mold paint pack and ship over a hundred thousand products that Doc Johnson manufactures weekly so thinking about that I wanted to talk to Scott about the industry about the taboo nature of the industry and what it is that we can do to make this not so uncomfortable because again sex is something that we're all going to do so why not have a conversation about it and explore the realities of it so coming up Scott Watkins you tuned in to swap sessions Okay, cool. So, Scott, tell me how you um, how you got into the. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Swap Sessions.
1: I'm gonna call it adult toy industry. You know, I think that the term that we use today is sexual wellness industry.
2: Oh wow! Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. So that I think that tends to be much more palatable to the masses. Um, <laughs> yeah. How did I? How did I fall in this industry? So this October, uh, I will celebrate 20 years of being in the industry. And how I got in the industry is I was previously in the television industry, in the infomercial industry. And one of one of my friends, who I worked with previously in the internet industry, uh, was the webmaster for a very large personal lubricant company. Okay. And he, I was headed to go to another uh, marketing company, and he called me up and he said, "Hey, Scotty, we're looking for a vice president of sales and operations." Um, Would you be interested in coming and checking it out and to be honest? I took the interview because I just wanted to see what a lubricant factory looked like like I didn't take it seriously at all you know (laughs) When I I was in college if you would have given me a a billion choices of jobs I would have never thought I'd be working at a personal lubricant company (laughs) So so I go over to this company and sit down with the owner of the company and Had a four-hour interview and absolutely fell in love with the opportunity um, the opportunity that the industry provided and the, and the opportunity that the company provided and the ability to be able to take this company to the next level. Um, so, unbeknownst to me, my friend had told the owner of the company that I was I was going to be taking a job somewhere else and that if he wanted me, he needed to make a decision right away. Wow. So, I was 29 years old at the time and he said, I'm not a good negotiator. And he said, what do you want? And... Um, I threw I threw a number at him that was basically sabotaging the jo- the job, and he <laughs> beat that he beat that number. <laughs> so I said I didn't know I didn't know how to handle the situation. Um, so I was literally the company was eight minutes away from my home, um, just another blessing, and. In that drive home, my grandfather had passed away four weeks before, uh, four weeks before I had the interview. And in my eight-minute drive home, my grandfather hopped in the car next to me and said, Son, I told you don't play with fate. You're walking. Wow. Trust your instincts. Wow. And I kid you not. Five minutes later I called I called the owner of the company, Michael, and said, Let's go. Um, and I was there for 10 years.
2: Wow.
0: So what was Again, what was that, that change in life? Like that's, that's again, something that you weren't expecting something that you never thought that you would do. How did that, how did that affect
1: you? How did that make you look at the industry differently? Um, I knew, I knew that I knew that the category, um, needed some diversification. Um, I knew that there was not a lot of people of color who were, who had any real influence in the industry um and i felt that um i had the ability to be able to come in and bring a different set of eyes a different opinion a different experience to an industry that was a cottage industry that you know you still have the first generation owners of and it was no fault of the industries other than you still have first generation people and i don't think that a lot of people of color have thought about getting into the sexual wellness industry I think that it's always been kind of taboo to us and you know it's it's something that we don't talk about. And so okay. I've always been progressive and said, you know, let's go and it's it was it's it's been amazing. So now so now I'm the vice president of the largest adult toy manufacturer in the world. Wow. I mean I, I'll tell you a funny story um, okay. and how 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 this can be utilized without me getting in trouble. So, so uh, my father, he is actually the dean and vice president of a local university. Okay. Um, and as you can imagine, you know, he's a pretty conservative dude. And so when I first came into the industry, you know, I had to go to his house and tell my dad that I'm not a vice president of a personal lubricant company and <laughs> it's a bit of a struggle there. So. I asked my mom, I said, mom, I'm like, what do I, what what do I say to dad? And for the first time in my life, my mom was like, I don't know,
2: (laughs) you
1: know, moms are always good at being able to help you repackage it, talk to pops. And so I told my dad, I, so I told my pops, I'm like, he said, so tell me about this new job. And I said, well, I said, um, I just went in, I said, you know, I said, I'm working for a personal uh, I'm working for a lubricant company. And he's like, I thought you were in the medical industry, not, um, not automotive. So he literally thought when I said Lubricant I am talking about automotive. And I said, well, I said, well, functionally, Pops is the same thing, right? So so that was, that was, you know, 10 years of him trying to accept me in that personal lubricant company. Then I get recruited out to go be the vice president of the largest adult toy manufacturer. So lubricant is one thing. Now I got a catalog of dildos and dongs and masturbators. And so I walked into the house. I brought him our catalog and he's just like, get that out of here. <laughs> um, and so he's always been very supportive in terms of, you know, me being successful and right? making sure that the bills are paid and all that good stuff. But it wasn't until one day I got him to come here to the office. And it's probably five years of being here. I got him to come in this office and I, I walked him around the facility. And he was just blown away by number one, the magnitude of it. This is a nine acre, seven building campus um we employ over 500 employees wow we, we produce 8,000 units a day of products um so he was just blown away walking around you know everybody was very kind super professional once again if you didn't know what was coming out of the out of the warehouse you i could be selling anything right so I walk him all the way around we get back to the showroom and i said pops i said i just want to say thank you and he said for what and i said well um seven of the people who you met today are graduate are graduates of your university wow it became full circle for him i said so never judge a book by its cover i said you know your people are calling on you know the people who work here to be able to give donations back to university because they're graduates of your university right well they work here they're in my hr department they're in my art department they're in my manufacturing department my cad designer and so it really changed his perspective. Um, and uh, that probably has been my, big, my biggest success story in terms of sales. I knew that when my father finally accepted what I did, mm-hmm. that that would, that would be my hardest sell ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know that was challenging and rewarding at the same time.
1: Absolutely. And now he's been very, very helpful, you know, because we, we work with college universities. Going in and talking about safe sex and educating about, you know, I always say that if I had access to like these little masturbators when I was in college, I would have yeah. stayed out. I would have stayed out of a lot, out of a lot of trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah.
1: So we go, we talk to fraternities and we tell them, hey, you know what? Like all it takes is this little twenty dollar masturbator, because all you wanted to do was bust a nut. Instead, you ended up waking up next to somebody you don't know.
0: And it keeps you out of a lot of trouble. Yep. A lot of trouble. <laughs> yep. So
1: So, I didn't
0: know I didn't know. Wow. So it's. Again, it it is something that is considered um, being taboo. Um, However, it's it's like one of the biggest earning industries in the world. (laughs) So how do how do the two of those play? Is it just like taboo in public, but like amazing in private?
1: I think that, you know, we're having a generational shift in terms of the end consumer. Um, so as these younger generations kind of cycle into the marketplace who it's not as taboo to. So, uh, you know, my parents, you know, I'm 47 years old, I'll be 48 next week. You know, my parents come from a different, you know, time. And so conversationally over the, over the generations, we're able to express ourselves from from a sexual experience perspective more openly now right. you've got you know the millennials who are who are who are, have jobs and who are actually making purchasing decisions also who have influence on the internet and you know the internet is, is you know definitely changed the platform because people have been able to review products give information have blogs and, blogs and disseminate information in a, in a different way. But then also to to once again have familiar faces like mine who are basically providing consent and saying it's OK. You know, I mean, right. I was I was that same guy who was like, why do I need to have a a, a vibrator around me when you got me? Because I was intimidated by that. But I learned very quickly that, you know, um, if I can please my woman, you know, before I'm ever pleased, I have done a, I've done a I've done a great job. So it was it's a tool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tool in my backpack that I'm able to pull out and be able to utilize to 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 enjoy the experience better. And then just knowing our bodies more too, you know, and understanding our bodies and, and how our bodies work, just just you know, we spend a lot of time educating and training and going out and, and teaching people about you know how to use the products. You know what the gateway products are
0: yeah and i'm i'm seeing um or even like researching like men are getting a lot more involved in the industry as well as far as like purchasing and like buying things experimenting exploring um are you seeing the same thing on your side
1: yeah i think that there's been uh also a a, a shift and update on the retail side you know brick and mortar stores up until 10 years ago the revenue was primarily dominated by dvds you know mm. porn um and then a lot of the porn went online for free and so all of these brick and mortar retailers had to pivot quickly and figure out how they were going to replace that revenue mm. and we were the ultimately the benefactor all, all of us who were on the on the toy and product side were the benefactor of that shelf space that opened up so you know bob's Bob's adult bookstore, you know, now had to cater to a new consumer that was, you know, where the shelves were, were dominated by by toys. And so not only did they have to shift the product in the store, they had to shift the the experience that a consumer was going to have. You know, you couldn't have an old, funky, you know, adult bookstore that <laughs> had all these all these amazing toys inside of them so you see a lot of these stores now they're much more boutique Mm -hmm. Um, the the clerks inside the stores are very educated about products and how they interact with your body so the experience is has been much better so it's i think that's that's helped a lot
0: we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back So I know you guys enjoy listening to Suave Sessions while I'm talking to some of my favorite celebrities and interviewing them and finding out more about their lives. But I'm also on a podcast with five of my friends from childhood and we've been friends for over 30 years. And now we're coming back together as adults and having conversations as grown men from the black perspective. It gets a little funny. There's some of the topics that we talk about things from relationships uh, for these guys being fathers, husbands, Uh, We talk about police brutality. We talk about things from music to fashion to culture to what the standards are of being a man, what it's like to have a guy coat. Check us out. Look us up on any podcast platform that you're already listening to right now. It's GQ the podcast. That's G C U E the podcast. Check us out. Have some fun. Come laugh with us. welcome back to swap sessions yeah gotcha where where are I I'm, I'm assuming that the the online ordering um market is a lot bigger than the store market um are you guys focusing more on the online aspect or is it kind of like balanced out equally for you
1: Believe it or not, I mean, without giving up, you know, specific trade secrets, um, I still believe that the dominant uh, purchases are happening in store. Wow, Um, I think that the biggest there's there's a bigger percentage of growth in online, Mm -hmm. but that the stores, the brick and mortar stores have been there for so long and there's something about being able to go to a store and being able to touch a product you know i mean this is a product you're going to be intimate with and right. so when you're looking online you know you're seeing it in one dimension and when you're able to go into a store you're able to kind of they're, you know they'll, they'll, they're happy to pull the product out let you touch it feel play with it turn it on you know so there's that experience and you don't want to make a mistake sometimes on purchasing these products you know right. you don't want to hopefully it's the right one you know and it comes in and it's the wrong one and it's ruined your entire weekend (laughs) Uh, so so the brick-and-mortar stores are still a huge part of what we're doing um and will continue to be uh but i think that the online you know online sales are growing but people also use online to do research
2: right and
0: it's it's because i know recently like the the rose has been the conversation of most relationships on social media um publicly privately is has that seller kind of catapulted into the industry or catapulted the industry into people's homes um because people became more i guess vocal about sex toys at this point
1: i mean look it became conversational right i mean the 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 rose the rose benefited from the pandemic that that period of time where people were consuming more social media than ever um so it you know it went viral at the right time those of us who are industry experts will tell you that the rose you know uh though you know it's an okay product that all of us who are experts in the industry know that that you know there are much Uh, much better products than the rose that are out there. Um, But we loved it because once again, like you said, it did open up the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the rose, you have to have other products. You know, you may need a personal lubricant. You may need a massage oil. You may need a candle. Um, So it, you know, it really helped, I think, grow the entire industry.
0: And ironically, a lot of people don't they don't associate massage oils and candles and lubricants into the same industry. And I think that's kind of where a, I guess, misconception of what Mm -hmm. this industry is falls into place. Um, It's just you think
1: that it's just toys and it's a lot more than that. You're right. I mean, we focus on pre during and post, you know, so pre like for for a guy a pre pre maybe manscaping, you Mm know, making sure that, you know, that your body's right and you're smelling right, you know, and you're, you're looking right and you're feeling good about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the during, you know, is, is, the, is the toy, the products which you're using while you're doing it. And the post is whatever your after experience is gonna be when it's all done. Yeah. You know, it could be the cleanup items for a toy, you know, using toy spray, you know? Um, we have, we work with a company called Awkward Essentials and they have developed basically, it's a tampon for semen. It literally, they have this special sponge that goes on this product and, a, and a, a female user will put it inside of them, turn it five times and it absorbs semen because oh, wow. that ends up being a big issue. We've learned, you know, is that after sex, you know, part of the post issue with the, with the female is, you know, semen coming out of them. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's, it's amazing the different aspects of things that we have, you know, that kind of touch on all the different sensories.
0: And that's that's I don't think as men, that's not something you think about It's 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 probably the last thing on your mind after sex. So so knowing that there's someone that's paying attention to, like every aspect of it makes a huge difference, um, which is why I think it's it's important to have both male and female in this industry, you know, suggesting and promoting products.
1: Yep. Also, I think that, you know, you know, I mean, I'm speaking probably more to my generation, but I'll say that, you know, my parents generation per se, Mm -hmm. that their, uh, their sexual experiences have continued on with the evolution of Viagra and Cialis,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: where things kind of dropped off for a male physically in the past at a certain age. Now you've got people that are taking, you know, uh, medication that has allowed them to stay in the game you know for a lot longer so so we're very focused on you know um all the generations that are out there and how how on our products how we speak to the specific consumer
0: right now when people are like the purchasing aspect again when you when you're purchasing online um i know a big thing is like discrete packaging um coming to your house is that something that you guys also um, participate in play into or is it something that you want people to kind of know, like like an Amazon box, you know, it's an Amazon box. Is it still just like plain packaging? You have no idea what this is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, so definitely on the direct to consumer side, we we ship products in discrete packaging just from just from a purely a theft perspective, more than, you know, more than calling somebody out. You know, um, our products are in high demand. And, you know, a number of our company's names are, are known fairly well. So if a, if a box arrived at your front door and it said, Doc Johnson, somebody's mm-hmm. going to walk past that box and know what's in there. Like, it's, there's <laughs> right. no, they're going to know it's not an iPad. You know? Right, right. <laughs> um, but in terms of our, in terms of the actual packaging of the products, mm-hmm. we kind of have product for everybody. So we have the most number of molded porn stars, porn entertainers in the industry. From Sasha Gray to Bella Donna, um, uh, to Carly Red, you know, to Safari. We've molded all these guys and we basically we sell replica products of of their of their body parts. Um, in those products, we show a picture of the actual person on the box, mm-hmm. as well as on the side of the box, we show what you're buying because you're buying the fantasy. So we don't, we don't dummy that down at all. Right, you we know, have other products that are that are you know more discreet, you know, our uh, cosmetic items.
0: Now, I know like conversationally, a lot of people wonder how you how you get molds. Um, yep. Can you explain that process to me, uh, I guess in layman's terms?
1: I mean, pretty simply put, we have um, our partners come here. We have a special room that is just for molding. Um, we have uh, one of the people who does the molding, she has worked for Doc Johns for, for almost 40 years, and she has been doing moldings since the beginning of time. And we have this you know, really cool chair that we have them sit on, and we have uh, material that is, we use two different types of material. One material would be similar to um, what, a cast on an arm, um, and another material is, is a silicone material. Uh, we put this material over the talent, it cures, it hardens. Um, we take that um, off, of the, off of the person and then we fill it in with silicone. And basically we create the initial piece, the initial um, uh, mold for the product. Then that goes to um, another department. We have a full-time sculptor on staff. Somebody who all they do is sculpt all day long and that then goes um to the foundry where we create a copper mold so it's a very 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 labor-intensive thing and the artisanship that goes into it like no companies in this industry have a full-time sculptor on staff who goes in and makes sure that all the perfection is there because if we're off by one vein if that product doesn't look perfect With the internet and how clean things are, our customers will call us out and say the product is not authentic. Wow. So by a vein. By a vein. Literally. Wow. Yep. So we make sure everything's on point.
0: So is it is that a fast process? I'm thinking like how a guy can sit there and be like fully erect for
1: I guess a molding process. Like, is it a quick kind of thing? It can be challenging. (laughs) You know, I mean, it it can be very challenging. I mean, we probably need them to stay erect for about 10 to 15 minutes um, for the product to be able to cure. Uh, And, you know, here you have people who, you know, who produce content all day long, right? And they come here and they're in an environment that's foreign to them. And believe it or not, sometimes
0: We're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Swap Sessions.
1: It's like, we gotta have them come back another day. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, we, we we end up getting it done. We always end up getting it done.
0: Okay. What is your, what is your biggest selling product at this point?
1: Oh, believe it or not, we have a sex machine that has just crushed it during the pandemic. It's eight hundred dollars sex machine, and basically it's a machine that has a rod that goes back and forth, um, and you know you can put different attachments on the end of this of this product, and basically. You can please yourself with the product. Um, A partner can have control of the product and be able to use it on you. But good old sex machine has been crushing it. But the the other collection that's done the best for us over the past three years, and I'll say pandemic, we have a line called Goodhead. And it is, it's it's exactly what it is. Uh, It is a line of cosmetic items that are for fellatio um, that basically make that experience better we have a product called deep throat good Good head deep throat which basically has lidocaine so it numbs your throat we have another product called good head juicy head which has an ingredient that interacts with your salivary glands and makes you salivate more um we have and they're all flavored so it's a bunch of flavored items and that line is crushing it for us right now wow all
0: right so if if someone someone wants to purchase they basically go to the website first or you go to the store and like request the specific line you guys have
1: yeah so i mean we offer you know uh, many different areas for our products to be purchased Um, you can go to docjohnson.com and our entire product line is available on our website Um, what's also great about our site is we provide a lot of educational resources for people because people are looking for information they want to understand you know not just what this is but how do i use it and what should be my expectation. Um, but our products can be found at any adult store in the United States. I mean, we estimate there's over 4,000 adult stores throughout the U.S. and we're gonna have product in every single store that's out there. Got gotcha. you.
0: All right, what is, I guess, to kind of double back, what's the,
1: what's the hardest part of, of your industry and of your job? Um, I think it's just being accepted by the masses as an industry that is, um, here to stay and that, you know, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're not social deviants because of what we sell. And, you know, people are surprised when they walk in my office, they see me in a a full suit. You know, (laughs) I mean, if you walk into our manufacturing facility and see it, you wouldn't know if I was making pacemakers or dildos. That's how clean our facility is. You know, people are wearing smocks. We have full QC and QA quality control and quality assurance. I mean, we put our products through six different tests to ensure that, you know, we're compliant with regulations worldwide. We export to 60 countries. Um, So I think it's it's just the normalization of our industry Mm -hmm. and it just being accepted by as just not something that um, is taboo. And it's happening. We've come a yes. long way in a short amount of time. Right. Right.
0: Now, when you when you deal with, um, I think the, the lifelike or um, true skin kind of um, materials, mm-hmm. how do you how did you guys I, I can't really ask you how you formulated it, because that's again, it's very secret. Um, yeah. How how challenging was that to make happen?
1: well so we always want to stay best in class in terms in terms of our formulations Mm -hmm. so we are working we we work with our chemists in terms of development of materials that are going to feel the most real and lifelike um we pour three main materials one is pvc pvc is a rubber it's typically going to be the hardest material that we have Mm -hmm. um, but the most affordable then we have a, a material called tpe and tpr it's it is two types of rubber that actually kind of give one of the more realistic feelings because it has a hard inner core and a soft outer core. So when you have an erect penis, it's going to feel erect, but the outside is going to feel like soft skin. And then our most premium material that we pour is silicone. Um, okay. Silicone is considered, um, considered the Bentley of materials in our world. Um, and it's the most body-safe material because it's non-porous. Um, but it'll probably, you know, if I were to pour the same products in these three different materials, the, the silicone would probably cost three times more than the PVC.
0: Gotcha. And cleaning is extremely important. Essential. Like for maintaining whatever toy you
1: you purchased. I mean, I'll, let me tell you, like we, because we get these emails. <laughs> from our consumers that are out there. We love them, but they'll say, oh, my product's falling apart and I don't know what's happening. The materials is, is melting. And then we ask them simple questions like where are you storing your products? Mm-hmm. Have you cleaned your product? Have, have you followed the storage instructions and care instructions that we have on every single product? And nine times out of 10, they don't. Right. And so it ends up being on, on, on the consumer. So I always tell consumers, protect your investment. You know, yeah. you've got, you've, you, you're you spending your hard-earned money on these products. Um, we have done all the research in terms of how to best take care of these products. Follow what we tell you to do.
0: And if taken care of properly, these are,
1: these should last for years. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What we find is that customers, you know, their first product is just the gateway. You know, right, right. uh, and you know, they may start off with, uh, with a pretty simple, you know, vibrator, you know, next thing, you know, they're, you know, they're investing their money into 200 to $300 vibrators. Cause they want what's next. Right. And there's always something that's next. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. We, we, so we launch anywhere from 50 to a hundred new items every six months
0: you launch 50 to
1: 100 new items every six months so in in a year we will come out with 100 to 200 new items in our current catalog we have over 1300 product options
0: so it's it's crazy because i was laughing with one of my friends we were talking about um like doing this interview Mm. and the question was like, is there like some kind of quality assurance team or like the testers of like these toys that come out and they let you let you know like if
1: this is good or not? We do. Yeah, we actually do. I mean there's there's different levels different levels of the the quality assurance. Number one is like development of new items. Mm -hmm. So as we develop a new item, depending on who the end consumer is, we have test groups that we send product out to so that we can get their experience and their feedback on the products. I mean, there's a lot of products that we don't come out with because we can't hit the level of acceptance that we want. That's very important for us. Um, There's products that could take us five years to develop because it's gonna take us that long for us to get, you know, over the hump in terms of these customers saying that, yes, this is it. Um, then there are items that we have that you know are in our catalog. And we have a whole QC department where we QC based on making sure the product vibrates correctly, making sure all the functions are working properly. So there we're going to plug it in, we're going to put batteries in it, we're going to do drop tests, and do all the standard type of stuff that you would find in any industry to test the products. But we definitely have a, a consumer database that we send products out to for, for feedback
0: and it's it's crazy because it's like one i can only imagine like with this being your job like your christmas gifts have to always be opened slowly um (laughs) (laughs) it's like can i open this here i need to take it home and like take care of this um so it's the most rewarding part of your job again you said one of the biggest ones is you know that, that full circle moment um outside of that what is the most rewarding part of what you do
1: um i'm the vice president of the board of directors for the industry and um i think that one of the things that that is very rewarding once again is is, is changing the perspective of the industry to the outer public you know we, we work with you know uh we're, we're working with google right now to try to understand you know um we're highly censored you know Mm -hmm. Um, to understand like what are the rules of engagement you know focusing on banking for the industry because once again because of the industry that we're in banking can be challenging at times so really kind of pushing this industry forward from a higher level not just Doc Johnson but the sexual wellness industry as a whole um, and being able to make that change and then also just trying to provide a platform and an opportunity for faces like mine Mm -hmm. to see opportunity that's out there like never don't doubt any opportunity that's out there for a job yeah, yeah, it's you know, if you yeah. pay taxes, it's a, it's legal. Yeah, if you're paying taxes, it's legal. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I love it.